chapter 12. And uh, I'll watch the time. I'll go for 27 minutes. Um, so it's 8.03. And um, so I'll teach for about 27 minutes or so. I am going to start back on the gifts of the Spirit. And um, I do believe it's important uh, for us to... To, to pursue and seek after and um, so I'll just go and I'll watch the clock and, um, and then we'll stop about 8.30, amen 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and I would like to begin um, why don't we start in verse 1 uh, the Bible says there now concerning spiritual gifts brethren I would not have you ignorant you know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. And I want to point out something uh, there to you. You see verse 4, diversities of gifts. And then in verse 5, speaks about differences of administrations. And then verse 6 speaks about operations and uh, so we'll kind of get into a little bit more of that we won't do that tonight verse 7 but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all for to one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. You see, that's plural. It's not a, not a, it's not singular. Uh, to another, verse ten. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, divers kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self same Spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. And I want to point out uh, some verses to you. Look in verse 31. It says, But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. And then look in chapter 14 and look in verse 1. Uh, the Bible says, Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. That word there, rather, can be uh, looked at also as especially. So follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that ye may prophesy. Then look at verse 12. Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. And then look down in verse 39. The Bible says there, Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy, 
and forbid not to speak with tongues. And so from these verses, what we understand is that we ought to pursue uh, the gifts of the Spirit. I don't believe that the gifts of the Spirit are to be uh, locked up into uh, just the first century church. I believe that there are, are gifts and these nine gifts uh, that the Spirit works out, uh, I believe that we ought to um, that we ought to pursue those. Now, before we uh, kind of jump in, I want you to back up a couple of chapters to Romans chapter twelve, and I want you to look. Uh, sometimes, whenever Pentecostals are notorious for uh, kind of locking down and thinking that the gifts of the Spirit are only in First uh, Corinthians twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. Uh, but the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12 and beginning in verse 6, there are some more gifts that are mentioned here. And it says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, wherefore prophesy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, and he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Those are uh, some of the other gifts that the Lord has provided uh, for His church. And then one other place, I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 4. And let's look in verse, uh, Ephesians chapter 4 and look in verse 11. And uh, this is a uh, part, again, where that, that the Lord speaks that, uh, that He gave uh, gifts. We'll start, look at verse 8 there. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8. Wherefore He saith, When He ascendeth up on high, He led captivity captive, and He gave gifts unto men. Now He that ascended, what is... What is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all the heaven, all heavens that he might fill all things. And then here's the gifts. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. But he gave those gifts for a reason. And he tells us in verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. And uh, so I, I did want to point those out before we move in uh, to this matter. So we'll start back in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want to talk to you, we, we, the last time, some of this may be a little bit of a review to kind of uh, stimulate your mind a little bit about where we were from. But you remember uh, when we were talking about the gifts of the Spirit, we also did talk about the fruit of the Spirit and how uh, that the fruit of the Spirit are very, is very important. That's found in Galatians chapter 5, uh, verses 22 and 23, where that the fruit of the Spirit, uh, that the Lord is more concerned uh, with our character than he is with our with with our gifts, and uh, if you don't have the character to sustain the gifts, the gifts will veer off, and it will collapse, and it will cause uh, spiritual shipwreck. And so, 
Uh, we did mention that in the, one of the last lessons. But there are some other qualifications besides I feel the fruit of the Spirit uh, that needs to be evident in a believer's life. I also believe, uh, this is number two, and I'll try to have some, some good notes for you. They're handwritten right now, and uh, as you're well aware, sometimes I can't even read my own handwriting. So, uh, Anyways, that's why I was stumbling around Sunday night when I was trying to read that song, those song lyrics to you. Uh, but number two is this, a believer should have a heart for worship. If you're going to be involved in the gifts of the Spirit, then you've got to have a heart that is engaged with worship. Uh, God's not going to take a, a uh, uh, knot on a log and use that to be active in the working of the gifts of the Spirit. The Lord is looking for people that worship Him. And uh, I, I do believe worship can be individual. I'm not. If you're not a runner, then don't run. Okay. Uh, if you're if you're not a crier, then don't cry. Uh, if you're not a shouter, then don't shout. But I just believe that all of us that there are things that we have that's unique to us that makes us to have uh, a heart of worship, and that means that we've got to engage. Uh, with praise, that also means that we've got to engage with prayer. Uh, you've got to have a, a prayer base that's in your life. And uh, I, I do think that uh, in the Bible school that I went to, Bible college that I went to, uh, I, I cannot tell you how awesome that Brother Enzi, uh, Brother Griffin, Brother Keating, Brother Hunt, uh, Brother McLean, Brother Foss, those were kind of adjunct. Uh, but those men, the impact that they had on my, on my life personally and kind of sent me in a direction that I have now been in for 30 years or so, I, I can't tell you how important uh, that that was. At the same time, I also know that there was not a great emphasis that was put on prayer. And, uh, and, and I... I think that's probably just the, the times. I think that's just the way that Bible colleges and seminaries operate, uh, that they sometimes start with a matter of understanding and then move to faith. That don't work. You've got to have faith first and then move to understanding. If you start with understanding and then try to move to faith, then here's what's going to happen to you. It's all going to be academic. It's just going to be an academic book. It's just going to be somebody that's trying to study the Word and trying to pick it apart to figure it out uh, how, and I say pick it apart, they're just going to try. Do you all know that there are people that choose careers as seminary professors and they're not converted? They, they, just, they just, well, I'm just going to get into the Bible and I'm going to teach the Bible. And so what happens is they come from a point of understanding and they never get to a point of faith. I'm just going to tell you now, uh, that there's something about it that the first time you walk in and you're you're interacting with the Lord that there is a that there is just a uh, an, an emotional experience that takes place in your life whenever you begin to engage the Lord. So, if the gifts are going to operate in your life, I do believe that prayer and praise uh, needs to be part of that. That old Phillips Craig and Dean song, uh, "Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord." Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. And that song's probably 
at least 25 years old, and uh, and yet when I hear it now, it just stimulates something in my heart and mind that wants me to lean into uh, worship. Number three, uh, a believer needs to be given to the sensitivity of the Holy Ghost. Uh, they've got to be able to sense when the Spirit is moving in their lives. If you're not sensitive to the Spirit, then the gifts of the Spirit are going to be very difficult to operate in your life. But if you're sensitive to the Spirit, and there is what uh, you have, the emotions of the Spirit. Uh, one of the old uh, Jonathan Edwards said it like this. He said he called it religious affections. He wrote that book in the, I think, in the 1700s and uh, talked about our affections, our emotions, those things that, that are engaged with uh, what the Lord wants. There's got to be a heart for it. You've got to be uh, open with your, and, be, and have a sensitivity uh, to the Holy Ghost. Number four, uh, I believe that a believer needs to have a sanctified life, a life that has been consecrated, a life that has been uh, set apart. It's difficult if we're always that we know more about what's taking place in the world. And I'm even going to say that for, for news junkies and, and uh, you know, we, sometimes we forget that news is just as entertaining for some people uh, as what other venues and various deals are. And so we've got to make sure uh, that we don't get all caught up in the politics and the and uh, talk radio and, and various things like that because what it's doing is it can absorb and it can burn up your time. And that's, what, that's all the devil wants, really. He don't, he don't care how he burns your life up. If he can burn your life up with you being so worked up about politics and the direction of the nation and all that, then what he's done is he's moved you away. Jesus said it like this. He talked about when the seed hit those four different types of soil, one of those was where the thorny ground, what he said, deceitful of riches, and you remember the other? The cares of life. And if the Lord can get us worked up on how we're going to pay our electricity bill and insurance and how we're going to take care of this and that and the other, uh, then, then we can forget about sometimes the spiritual matter. So I do believe that uh, if we're going to live a sanctified life, that we've got to live a sanctified life uh, for the gifts of the Spirit to operate inside uh, of our lives. Number five, um, I believe that a believer will be able to sense an evident power in their lives. That they're going to know, hey, there's something that's working and there's something that's going on in my life. I would also say this, that I believe that there will be others around you that they will sense that same thing that's taking place in your life. Now, I'm just telling you now, I know I am not called to sing. I know that. I can sing congregational, I can do that sort of thing, but the last thing this church needs is for me to be singing. I mean, that's just a, that's just a, I'm just going to be frank and honest. I know that. I don't need to be singing because there are others in here that they sing, they lead us into a place of worship, they help us, 
and and yet at the same time, I know this. I know that there are some that they think that they're uh, called to teach, and they can't teach a Sunday school class, and they can't teach uh, in youth ministry, and they can't teach Wednesday night Bible study, and so they don't need to be teaching. And I would also say the same thing about preachers. There are times where uh, that. Some people feel called to preach and then they're not called to preach. And sometimes I get up here on Sunday nights and I preach and I think I walk out that side door and I think, my Lord, I need to go find me an honest job because I'm not much of a preacher. Uh, but I think some of that just kind of goes with the, with the territory and, and sometimes there's nothing more than fiery darts. Okay, but, but what I'm getting at is that a believer will be able to sense an evident power in their lives that also will be recognized by those around them. That's not to say that they're seeking for that or they're asking for somebody to elevate them to that place. I think it's just an awareness that most of us have whenever you get around somebody and you know this person, the Lord's got their hand on their lives. The Lord is working in their lives. I have confidence in their prayer. I have confidence in their life. I have confidence in what uh, is taking place there. Number six, uh, a believer can see the importance of the ongoing pursuit of the Spirit. I believe it's important for us to have prayer revivals. I believe it's important what we've done the last three nights. Something holy happened here Monday night. Tuesday night, and then again tonight. What were we doing? We were pursuing after the Spirit. And I believe that you constantly need to be pursuing uh, after the Spirit. In fact, I want you to turn over, I think it's in Titus chapter 2. Um, look with me to Titus, what, what Paul wrote. Titus was preaching at, at Crete, and uh, he had a fine conversation. I mean, a fine congregation there. If you want to see uh, what kind of congregation he had, look in chapter 1 and verse 10. Uh, here, here's what he, he had there. He said, For there are many unruly, they're vain talkers, they're deceivers, especially they of the, of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not, for filthy lucre's sake, one of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, the Cretans, now these are church folks, they're always liars, they're evil beasts, and they're slow bellies. Okay? And he tells them, he says, I want you to go down there and pastor that church with all those folks. And he tells him what he wants him to do. Uh, he tells him, he, look at verse 5. He said, For this cause I left you in Crete that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. And then he tells them how to do it. Look at verse 13. He said, This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. Don't give heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn to the truth. Now that was a rabbit trail. What I was really getting at was look in chapter 3 and look in verse 5. Here's what he tells Timothy. Timothy, not by works of righteousness, or Titus, not by works of righteousness which we have done, 
but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. I believe that there needs to be a renewal of the Holy Ghost that takes place in our lives. Uh, and so if you want the gifts of the Spirit to be operating in your life, there's going to have to be a pursuit that you say, I need a renewing of the Spirit in uh, my life. It's got to be an unending quest. And uh, I, I believe that uh, once, if we ever get to the place where this thing loses its, um, uh, its appeal or its whatever to us, then, then we're in trouble. And so there are times whenever you kind of feel a low tank. Uh, Timothy felt that. And Paul encouraged him. He said, Timothy, I want you to stir up the gift that's in you. How did you get it? By the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. I want you to stir up that gift that's inside of you. So there are times where that we need the stirring of the gift of the Spirit. And there's a lot of times there are various things that we can do that can help us to get into that uh, particular place. Now, let's look at the division of the way that the gifts of the Spirit are, are broken up. I want you to turn back with me uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And uh, again, if you're taking notes, you can write these down. Uh, if you don't want to, I'll have copies for you next uh, Wednesday night. Uh, but let's look at how these gifts are broken up. I've broken these up, and this is not original with me. This is the way a lot of Bible scholars and Bible teachers have, have broken it up. But They break the nine gifts up into three categories. They break them up into the revelation gifts, which means that there's insight, understanding, or wisdom that's given to them specifically. Then there's another category that are called the power gifts. The power gifts are for ministry and for evangelism. And most everybody pursues after the power gifts. That's the ones that most Pentecostals are after. I, I, want, that, I want the power gifts. And then the last thing is the inspiration gifts. <laughs> and those <coughs> are for communication. Now you say, well, where do these fit in? Well, the revelation gifts is the word of knowledge or the word of wisdom. That's in verse 8. The word of knowledge in verse 8. And then the discerning of spirits is in verse 10. Those are the gifts that are called the revelation gifts. Those are the gifts that everybody ought to be afraid of. And I do think that these gifts can put the fear of the Lord in a congregation. Which is, which is sorely lacking in 2023, not only in this congregation, but in multiple congregations across the United States. We have lost our fear of the Lord. Most people have no fear of God whatsoever. And I'll tell you how you can tell that. It's by the way that they reverence the house of God. They just walk in just any old way. And I'm not talking about people that are... I believe when we come to church, we ought to be like, I'm going to meet God. I'm going to... I'm going to... You know, it's not just ever how, just, you know, just whatever. I, I understand. I, when I was still working at the hospital, I would come in 
And uh, I used a lot of nights. I would come in on Wednesday nights. I'd leave the hospital, leave flowers at 7.30. And it had been very easy for me to just go home. Uh, but I would get here about a quarter to late or so. And I would have scrubs on, a lab coat. And uh, that was after working at the hospital. And I very easily could have said, you know what, I'm just going to go on home and I'm just going to skip it. But I just felt like that I needed to be here. And uh, so I'm not talking about coming in straight in from work or whatever. I'm, that's not what I'm having. I'm just talking about that we ought to reverence this house here tonight. So the revelation gifts, word of wisdom, verse 8, word of knowledge, verse 8, discerning of spirits in verse 10, are really the ones that, that we ought to, that the church should, they, that we should, we should fear. The power gifts um, is, uh, first of all, the gift of faith. That's in verse 9. The gifts of healing. That's in verse 9. And the working of miracles. That's in verse 10. Now, those are the ones that most everybody's after. They want the gift of faith, gifts of healing, and then they want the working of miracles. Because what that does is that creates a flash around them. But I would just again remind you of what Paul said. Paul said, if I'm going to glory in anything, it's going to be that I'm going to glory in, the, in, in, in my infirmities, in my sufferings, not, not in my quote-unquote successes. And then lastly, for the last two minutes, uh, the last three gifts are the inspiration gifts and therefore communication. And that's the gift of prophecy, that's in verse 10, the gift of tongues, and the gift of interpretation of tongues. And those are in verse 10 as well. And so you see how the, how the gifts are grouped up into those groups of three, three categories, nine gifts grouped up into uh, three categories. And so what we'll do is next Wednesday night, we will uh, pick up, and we will get started in, uh, we're going to start with the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. Some of it, there will be some personal anecdotes that I uh, use. And um, I think they'll be encouraging to you. Some of them, uh, as I've been working on these lessons, I have tried to uh, uh, remember some of the things that's gone on with Brother Patterson. Uh, some of the situations that he has dealt with over uh, the years, and I, I would just say the gifts of the Spirit operate regularly in this church, and yet here's what we have done, and I believe it's right that we have done this, uh, is there's not a lot of fanfare about it. There's not a lot of show with it. We just kind of just do what we're supposed to do and to move on. I believe that that works for the edification uh, of the body. So let's stand and... Um, I just can't tell you how much how, how thankful I am for the last uh, just just the last three nights. It's just been a great encouragement, and uh, I know there are some of you that are fasting, and so I just want to encourage you to to stay at it. And uh, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. And uh, I want to just encourage you to stay with it. Uh, it it's not easy fasting. Uh, the Lord didn't mean it to be easy, and yet we just want to stay with it because we believe the Lord's got His hands uh, on, on our local congregation. Let, let's just thank the Lord for the prayer and for the word tonight. Lord, I'm thankful, Jesus, that you have met us. 
I'm thankful, Lord, for, God, I feel like, Lord, that you have stimulated every one of our hearts, God, toward, Lord, reaching out to others. I pray, God, tonight that somehow, Lord, that, God, lives and hearts, Lord, would be changed. I ask you, Lord, most of all, God, help every one of us, Lord, to know, God, that there's a, a place, Jesus, that you have designed, God, for us specifically. And help us, Lord, tonight that we would do your will. And, Lord, that we would seek after your purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Lord, bless you. And uh, Friday night power supply. I think there's a quiz tournament. Friday or Saturday. There's a quiz tournament. I don't know where it's at. In Bessemer. Um, so I guess they'll be try. I guess the quiz team will be traveling up Friday Friday night. Okay. Okay. So, and then Saturday night the church will be open for prayer, and um, and invite somebody Sunday. It's Easter Sunday. We're gonna have a great time around here Sunday. Lord bless you.